Okay, cool. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get Yes, 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 it's Raps on TV, we're back, missing a couple of weeks now, but we're back to talk about the best things in boxing, it's been a busy weekend, uh, return of lineal champions, uh, return of unified champions, and we're looking forward to this weekend's boxing with more champions, um, but I'm here with the co-host as usual, Inam, um, big topics this weekend, we're looking to get into the Tyson Fury return, uh, which saw him come back down in Manchester, the return of the Mac. Um, Terence Crawford uh, stepped up to £147 and faced the WBO champion Jeff Horn and absolutely dominated him over in the US. Uh, but like I said, here with my co-host, Inam, so I'm going to kick over to you and let you talk about the rest of the agenda. Yes, guys. Uh, thanks, everyone, again, for listening in. Uh, of course, Mr. Biggest News of All in boxing. He's become a dad. Yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, definitely. The, <laughs> you know, the biggest news in boxing. Biggest news, got, mate. Uh, what? What? I mean, Parker's just been announced. Uh, Garcia was Easter Junior for 135 pound unification. Also going down. David Hay officially retires. We're going to cover that as well. So call in on 01506 243 403. Give us your views and any other news you want to talk about. Yeah, and don't so forget, I just, just add to that, we also got this weekend's fight. We see the return of Errol Spence Jr. Uh, debut in his hometown of Dallas against the Mexican Carlos Ocampo and we just saw news last night and we'll kick into it today where we see that Wilder has said he has agreed to come and fight in the UK and Hearn has now said he will be sending over a contract so hopefully we get some div- some more movements on this massive heavyweight clash um, but I think and now we'll kick from the top really and just go into uh, the fight that took place over in Manchester um, the lineal heavyweight Gypsy King, undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury, returns um, in somewhat what people would say is a, a kind of very tepid affair um, during the weigh-ins, um, picking up your opponent during the open workout, letting him come into the ring and right before the fight, slapping a kiss on the guy. So, um, yeah, very strange one. Um, but, I mean, he got the win, which was expected. What did you think of Tyson's return to the ring? You know, it was a major comeback for one of the biggest names in world boxing, right? So there was clearly a lot on his shoulders. The guys fought through mental depression. You know, so let's go through the whole thing. You know, the guys fought through mental depression. Being at the ring for two and a half pounds was weighing at 28 pounds at one point. Mm. Yeah. This guy is a giant. He's six foot nine inches tall, weighing 28 stones. I mean, that's serious, right? So, he's managed to shift, no doubt. But, you know, I still think he looked horrible. You know, at the weigh-in, he didn't look good. Clearly, there's still a lot to get rid of. Um, The opponent didn't help his cause at all. Why they couldn't get heavyweight, I do not know. You know, 
I think having a cruiserweight, just, it just, you know, they just didn't think it through. I mean, how they thought that would it be a good look in Cosmos, you know, it just, you know, even if he won, he would have got no credit from it because you're fighting a cruiserweight and someone that's so much smaller than him, right? Then you've got the kind of antics between the two. You know, you booked up the whole laughing and joking at the weigh-in, you know, maybe Tyson's trying to shed some of his uh, supposed homophobia by, you know, kissing the guy at the end of the fight, you know, like a full-blown kiss at the end. Mm. You know, there's moments where, like, uh, during the fight itself, the audience, you know, started kicking off that a large section of the crowd. And you know, was literally looking over into the fight. You know, what was going on? If, if that was like a serious fight, bit like maybe for Ortiz, you think that other opportunity, other opportunity opponent would take it, you know, um, take yeah. advantage of that. Yeah. So it was a bit of a farce, you know. I'm not buying this whole thing people saying it was a comeback fight. Yeah, it's a comeback fight, but you know, he could have got a far better opponent than that, you know. I mean, I think you know, I think. Even more so because of the reasons that you listed out, you know, the mental depression, the weight, the size. Um, I think for me, this was the, I think for me, I was, I'm not going to say I was impressed, but what I was happy to see that he was still light on his feet. Now, I know you might say, well, why'd they pick a cruise rate? I think they wanted to see how he moves against somebody that comes at him um, first and foremost. Um, that is key because Tyson's game is about movement. Tyson's game is about keeping the jab out. So I think that was the key thing. And then number two, I think bottom line, it's about confidence. I think they need to raise his confidence. And I think there's very few guys he's going to be able to go in there in the heavyweight division that would not look like an absolute tomato can, for lack of a better word, um, where people would just think, what is this? I'm, I'm not buying um, Sefri's record at all. You know, they say, I oh, one lost to Char, blah, blah, blah. I'm not buying that. But I'm buying it was about attributes. And I think, you know, this is somebody that, Probably has a little bit of power, but not huge, obviously. Um, and somebody that is going to come at him with a bit of speed. And I think that's, you know, just watching the fight, um, I think that's what they wanted to see. Um, I think the biggest fast, probably, which he didn't speak of, was the way he just retired in his corner. I think that was that was a joke. Um, but overall, I think, you know, you can't expect too much. I think the problem is, is that Frank Warren really made this a headline fight. So he's left himself open for critics. I think this shouldn't. You know, regardless of the name, um, I don't think it should have been a headline fight. It should have just been, you know, main, second second bout before the main undercard, you know, the co-main feature or whatever you want to call it. But, yeah, to have this as a headline was what was wrong. But I have to say, like I said, I didn't think, you, you, you know, it, it wasn't like a massive disillusion. It was just good to see him move because I think that's what Fury's all about, the movement um, and working on his jab. But... I mean, next, who do you think he yeah. could be? Who, he, who do you think he could face next? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're going to well, say. I mean, there clearly has to be a step up, you know. I mean, the thing is, he's due to fight in August on the Frampton card, yes. okay, which is two months away, right? So, I mean, I don't know, within a space of two months, right, who they could find, negotiate, and have Tyson Fury in a training camp. It's going to be a serious credible opponent. I really don't know, right? But, you know, he needs to fight maybe someone like a Sam Sexton, you know, someone on that kind of, you know, domestic British level, maybe it's European level even. Mm. He needs to fight someone like that. Tony Bellew's thrown his sat in the ring, right? I mean, he's just serious about that pitch in a comeback, right? I don't know what he would achieve by someone like Tony Bellew, right? Oh, yeah. The only reason Tony Bellew beats him, you know, Tony Bellew said it himself, you know, he's taking advantage of the ring rust. Exactly. You know, 
said in an interview before, you know, he looked for things like that. You know, he, he fought David Hay because he knew, you know, he, all of his guess that David Hay was going to have serious issues with ring rust, his time is going to be off, etc. Mm. And it's time to be the same thing with Tyson Fury. You know, yeah, it's going to be a big match, but it's going to be a big match for the casuals. You mm. know, serious boxing fans will give this fight no respect whatsoever. Because yeah. if Fury's on his game, but you can't do nothing. This exactly. was just your side. You would just walk him down. You yeah. would just walk him down. Be like this Safari guy. You see, you know, Safari has to lunge in. You're not going to catch Tyson Fury by surprise. If you're like six foot two, six foot three, you're not going to catch him by surprise. You have to lunge in. Yeah. But you would just block it. You know, yeah. it's impossible to catch him. You can't knock him out. Yeah. You're not going to knock him out. So what's Buddy going to do? He's going to just have to beat him on point. So, you know, I can forget the Benji fight. He's definitely has to be a step up now. And I think someone on this kind of British level or European level, that's the kind of person he needs to fight next. Someone like Sam Sexton, I, I think. Yeah, I mean, for me, I will say, I think uh, it's... I, I will say, Sam Sexton, I'm, I, although he's not... He's, he's, he, we saw that he just got boxed by his um, uh, Fury's cousin, um, Huey. Yeah. I think I think I still think it's not a dangerous fight, but I still think, you know, I, I'm not expecting him to face really credible opponents now I'm expecting yes I would like it to be a heavyweight um but even if it's somebody you know I mean I don't I, I don't think Pinteki think this guy is that good either but you know even the Cornishes um someone like an AJ Carter I don't know if he's still around you know that kind of an opponent um I think would do for him well um but I think yeah we I don't think I can't see within the first three fights we're going to see anybody that's really credible I think for them it's oh. like shaking off the ring rust. David Price? They're talking about David Price as a potential opponent. What do you think of that? See, I think if I'm going to be honest, dangerous is not. A, is, is it might sound too strong, but I'm just like, is that the right fight? Because you know the size and the jab, you know, in terms of your reach, won't necessarily be a key advantage. He's been probably a bit more active than you, so you know if he gets you in trouble, like you know, you say you just. Is, is it the right fight? I don't know. It can sell. Um, I think it does well for him. I think the real problem is you fight David Price. Is who do you go after next? Like because once you go after uh, David Price, I mean we don't want to see him in. Well, oh, he has to, doesn't he? He has, he has to step up. I mean, I, I think he's going to need you know other definitely two to three fights before he's moving up. To, you know, to fight the likes of Wilder and Joshua. Yeah, he's still going to spend a lot of weight. You know. You know, he needs to get that match fitness. He needs to get back into that fighting experience and get all his timing, everything sharpened. Mm. So, if, mate, if you want to fight the likes of AJ Joshua, you've got time to miss the battle. I mean, I think right? for me... Because yeah. you know, two to three fights, you know, two to three fights, you know, it's still quite a long way away. You know, See, I, I would disagree, bro. Yeah. I think if you look at it from two to three fights, that's something that he does this year. So, he, we know that he's going to be out in August. Then maybe after August, you say, could he be out? Be could he be back out for maybe November? A bit more of a sterner oh. test. Maybe November is like a price or something like that. And then early in the yeah. year, you would want to maybe see. <clears throat> I'm just saying this name, but you know, if it's not a Dillian White, Lucas Brown, um, it's oh. you know somebody maybe the loser of uh, Brown Parker um, and White Parker. Um, you know, I don't think Baby Miller would take that fight. <clears throat> <clears throat> but then I think you start looking at a bit more. So to me, I think early next year is when, because I think their target would be sort of the end of the summer next year to have a blockbuster potentially with the winner yeah. of Wilder versus Joshua. Yeah, I think so. I think, 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 I think,
Yeah, I mean, see, I would agree with that. But again, like, you know, to build up the public interest again, mm. right? To build up the public interest for AJ. I mean, AJ Fury fight is a bigger fight in the UK than AJ Wilder. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to cover on the AJ Wilder fight, which, you know, is likely to happen. It's looking like it's happen this year. So, he's going to get his ball right. I mean, after this, after this event, right, they've got a lot to do in terms of marketing, to mm. buy that credibility. Yeah. Because, you know, the whole social media world was buzzing with the return of Fury. Everyone's, you know, everyone used to hate Fury. Mm. But now Fury's coming back, everyone's on Fury. It's just the way the world works, right? Now everyone's off, you know, everyone was supporting him, so like, going back down into the barracks, mm. right? You know? So they, they they need to do a lot of damage limitation. So they have to find a serious decent opponent next time. It's, you know, it has to be the case. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, the whole marketing campaign, the way this world works, it's just not going to work in its favour to be moving towards these kind of top 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 level fights. So I think it's going to have to be like kind of Price, Gary Cornish, Sam Sexton level next. It has to be right. Mm-hmm. It has to be far more fit for that, right? You know, his performance has to be much 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 better than. The last fight, then going into kind of October, September, October, October, November, December time, right? He's gonna probably gonna have to have another fight, mm-hmm. yeah. And for that fight, you know, that fight, you know, if he wants to fight the likes of Joshua and and, and Wilder next year, it's gonna to have to be someone like an Ortiz, an Ortiz. Nah, that's too high, bro. You think that? I think, I think Ortiz to fight to be trying to fight an Ortiz Dylan White by the end of the year. I think that's quite high. Like even your Brazils, yeah. I think that's I think that's a bit too soon, bro. If I'm being, I think you know, even the guy that I mean, even at the end of the year, I think it should be the levels of like the guy Dillian White beat, um, and that beat Chisora Hel Helgeson Helgeson, the guy Dillian White beat at Cardiff. Oh, the, the Finnish guy. Yeah, that's who yeah, he should uh, be trying to fight. You know that that not not we know that the elite is Wilder Joshua. Then you have the level below, um, which is White yeah. and Parker. Then I think it's the level below that. He should be targeting by the end of this year, but but yeah, no. Okay, look. fair enough, fair enough. I, I can I can agree that, but then the fight after that, yes, it's gonna be a major step up. Yes, you know exactly. I mean? so, you know, and think about it, right? By then, you're talking about four fights. It's gonna be five fights into his comeback. Yeah, right. You know, and essentially, if we're saying right, he's gonna take five fights to get into a state fight with Wilder and Joshua, then really, what we're saying. Like, you know, if someone was the creme de la creme, right? Look at Mayweather as an example, right? Mayweather retires, comes back two years later, fights Marquez. Yeah, Marquez will come out, come out, he's basically come up two weight divisions, but it's the same Marquez that went life and death with Pacquiao many yeah. times, yeah? You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I do so, agree, bro, but I think that it's, it's the lifestyle. I think, yeah, I think it's the outside of the ring, which is only Fury's fault. But I'm just saying that's why it's five fights because we're not talking about somebody yeah. that lives the life, yeah. you know, when is is healthy outside of the ring and you know is 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 kind of dedicated to the sport. We're talking about a guy that is really, you know, openly talking about his depression and a lot of rumors around sort of like let's say extra extracurricular usage of a certain activity, certain things. So for me, yeah, yeah I, I do get your point, um, but I just think. You know, he's, he's he's got a slight reason for it to be four to five fights. Um, and also, is how quickly would they want to fight him? So, yeah. So, I think... But the key thing is those guys need to get get it on. So, <coughs> on the undercard of that fight, we saw Terence Flan- Terry Flanagan take on a Maurice Hooker. Um, 
yeah. good competitive fight. Um, ended up being split decision. When you heard it's a split decision, who do you thought had tipped it? Well, I thought they're going to give it to Flanagan. You know, when I heard that, since mm. to Flanagan. But uh, I think Morris would definitely deserve to win. Yeah. You know, um, I'm a bit gutted to be honest because that would have lined up quite a few good, good fights. You know, mm. uh, but Maurice Hooker. I mean, it's going to be a devastating blow for Flanagan because Maurice Hooker, after winning that title, he's been uh, invited into the World Boxing Super Series for the light welterweight. Yeah. Right. You know, so he's lost out on a fantastic opportunity. But what can you do? Yeah, you know, you he's do? lost and, and, and he lost to a better man. Mm. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. Yeah, well, he didn't get knocked out. I think it was a tough fight. I think with guys like Hooker, they come over. People don't really kind of they're, they're underestimated basically. Um, and I think I'll be honest. I've never I've th- I've, I've I've never been a huge fan of Flanagan. I'll tell you why. I felt that his record is very deceitful, and I've never understood for. Somebody who's got the making to be a hat and part two, um, it's never it's never taken off for him. So I've always felt, you know, when he was in uh, lightweight, he didn't he didn't necessarily challenge himself. Um, and you know, arguably, people are saying he went up to one forty because because Crawford had left. So you know, would he have gone up if Crawford still had those belts? Would he have competed with Crawford for those belts? Um, unlikely. So I think you know he lost to the stronger man. Um, it wasn't an awful performance, but I think. There's no real arguments. And, and like you, when I heard split decision, I was like, wow. Um, yeah, Flanagan's got this decision. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, the, 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 world tour, the light waterweight still, you know, it's got, it's got, you know, strong, a lot of strong contenders, like the Regis Progray. Mm. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it does seem like, you know, following Crawford, Crawford um, moving up into, into the waterweight division, that's all right. You know, it's basically rejuvenated into our lightweight division, isn't it? It's a bit like when Fury beat Klitschko yeah. and all the belts were released. Yes. That's what's happened. Yeah. And if Crawford didn't move up, I feel like he'd be a dominant force still in that division. 100%. 100%. And, and Flanagan was in a position because obviously Garcia was now in uh, his, was fighting that uh, lightweight 185. And uh, Lomachenko. So, you know, undefeated record but it was going to be very tight so that's why I feel they under they underestimated Hooker because you think you've now lost to Hooker who's probably not a he's not a big name um he's not a a champion everyone's going to say oh you know he's got outstanding skill set um you know he's 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 a recognizable champion and he probably could have lost to a Garcia one of those boys um and and had that name on his resume but yeah um but it, it is is what it is um so also on the weekend we saw Crawford fight um Jeff Horn, um, what do you make of that performance? Well, it's dominating performance. I mean, I, I, I had a prediction down that it's going to be between a seven and twelve round knockout, and you know, and I was basically going on the basis, you know, looking at Crawford's knockouts, it tend to be between the kind of early to mid mid rounds, mm. you know. And what I'm thinking is, is moving up to the world plate for the first time, Horn's a big guy, so going to pound him until he stops him by submission. Mm. And that's exactly what happened, you know. That's pretty much exactly what happened. Yeah. And it just showed the guy is a phenomenal talent. I mean, he is something else. Yeah. You know, I don't care what people say about pound for pound rankings, right? This guy is creme de la creme, mm. right? You know, yeah, Lomachenko is fantastic, phenomenal. But, you know, this, you know, you just simply have to look at, like, 
the achievements, line them up, right? The arguments being used by Lomachenko supporters, like who is he for? They are exactly the same people, right? When it comes to Triple G, they will ignore that completely, mm. right? Right. But then he's fought Eucoris Gamboa, he's fought Ricky Burns. He completely became undisputed champ at 140 pounds, right? What else could you put? What, you know, what else could you possibly say? Yeah. You know, so for me, he's pound for pound the best, and. You know, he's going to wipe out a lot of a lot of the top guys in the World Weight Division, in my opinion. Yeah. And the only one that can probably stop him is going to be Errol Spence Jr., which we're probably going to cover in a second. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah. welcome addition to 147 pounds. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, for me, what I was looking for in that fight, and a couple of weeks earlier, um, we had discussed pound for pound, and I said, you know, everyone was saying Lomachenko, and I was like, look, I can't really say yes Definitely is up there, but ultimately, are we going to change in a month's time when Crawford goes up? Because for me, um, I wanted to see how he was going to fight Horn against Horn. Sorry, um, obviously we saw the Horn Pacquiao performance. Horn bullied Pacquiao, so it was a bit like how's Crawford going to adjust um, to this new weight? Start fighting somebody at 147 pounds that is naturally at that weight, knowing that Crawford's come up from lightweight, um, so he's now a three world uh, weight champion. Um, so that's where that's where sort of the intrigue lied for me, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. To be frank, I mean, he to me they're like, oh, he's close now. Nah. Crawford bullied him, like coming in with a jab, like moving, like his timing at a distance, um, countering with the hooks, um, smashing him in the body, pushing him, um, throwing him into the ropes. I mean, it was just one of those performances. You're like, wow, straight up. I mean, I I've always said that I think, and I know we'll touch it later. I've always felt Spence is the king. We're away. Um, I think for me now, I think that's the real Mayweather-Pacquiao for that fight. I think that's the real one. We don't yeah. want to wait too long for that. I think that's the real one where guys have he's come up from the division. Um, and I think we're looking at two guys that are strong and are skillful um, and are undefeated. So, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's, that's my thought. They need to basically market that fight, though. You know, 100%. The problem is that, you know, these guys have just got a bit of a, you know, they don't have that kind of personality. I mean... You know, Mayweather had a massive following, Pacquiao had a massive following. When those two fights came, that's what made it into this super fight, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, if you compare like COVID to Ward, that was, you know, the creme de la creme of 175 pounds mm. fighting. But in terms of, you know, sales and business, it flopped quite yeah. badly, right? I mean, so the, they had to learn from that. I right? mean, the thing is, bro, they can't, you can't compare. I think with Mayweather as well, I think he's just on his own plateau he's just in his own world like, nobody's really, enough, really I understand doing his numbers that, I understand that but, you know, I'm not saying they're very but what mm. I'm trying to say is you know if you look at them both right now they're very quiet in terms yeah. of personalities yes. of, you know, social media or you know just promotional campaigns you know it just shows why you know boxing in America it just doesn't create stars mm. it's because they're not using the right strategies mm. Deontay Wilder classic example but they're getting it now for example now Wilder is going to meet people like the president, so everyone's going to be like, "Oh, who's this guy? Mm. to Wilder, world champion, American, world champion." You know, and he gets that kind of following. Or you know, Wilder's going to start hanging out with the rap stars. Mm. You know, so as soon as the rap stars start, then he gets a bigger fan base, and you know, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. They need to do that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And from that, you're going to get more and more generation of social media interest, and then it becomes a massive fight. And I still think, though. You know, Crawford still needs to move into the division, mate. You know what I mean? He needs to give a bit of a chance. He just literally moved up and be, mm. you know, another world title 
champion, right? It's taking the belt off him in one go. But Errol Spence Jr. is a big welterweight, mm. right? Something Jeff Ford was as well. But Errol, J- Errol Spence is a special welterweight as well. Well, he's right? skillful. Horn, Horn, Horn doesn't have the ring IQ of, of, of Spence. So if anyone is doubting, yeah. you know, that, that element, yeah. Clearly, clearly, right? So what I'm trying to say is, you know, right, right now it'd be a bit of an unfair matchup. I think, mm. you know, given that size difference. Yeah. You know, there is, you know, Errol Spence has been fighting, started his career at 147. Terence Crawford started his career at 135 pounds. There, exactly. right there, it just shows there's a big difference in size. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about work, you know, so Crawford, when he said he's made 147 pounds, he said he's making it easy. Mm. Yeah. It feels stronger. So he's not really putting up shit a lot of weight and things like that to get himself great, right? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, no Whereas doubt. Errol Spencer, you know, if, if you're talking about work, walking around weight, someone like Errol Spence Jr. is probably walking around I mean, I think you definitely got to say, definitely, I'll say, just, just to talk on one point you said, and I said, I agree with you, I do think it's a year, um, you've got to let that fight marinate, um, both of them are starting to build their profile, in my opinion, I think I'm starting to see their profile being raised by certain things that are happening, um, in terms of like media, you see L Spence now doing a network, a lot of network time, um, Crawford maybe not so much, but like people know of him, he's in the and Omaha. He's got a big following, and obviously the MGM was sold out. So, like, yeah, I think that definitely agree with you on the on the on the um, promotion. I think from a network thing, sorry, a promotional thing. I think you know, if I'm being honest, I think yeah, you're right. People write off Top Rank, but they've got some fighters. They don't have a huge stable. I don't think. I think I, I wouldn't say they've got the biggest. For me, I think if you look at it and even numbers wise, I think. Wilder is the biggest American star. Pure, if you look at American, I think he's the biggest one out there. Um, I think top rank have got great potential, but Lomachenko is not doing numbers. Um, so that's something they need to look into. But I think Crawford's one. They've got Shakur Stevenson. They've got Michael Conlon. So they've got a good camp. But, you know, compared to Golden Boy, they've got a very good camp. Um, but I don't think we should over-egg it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, they feel like Frank Warren, you know, comparing, com- you know, competing with the likes of Eddie Hearn. Yes. You know, so what he's done, you know, what he's done, Aram, he's invested in like, you know, people like Mr. Lomachenko come out the Olympics as unknown, mm. right? So he's taking a punt, you know, he's taking a punt, taking it on, same with Crawford, brought him up the rankings and now he's got the top two, mm. one, you know, between one and two. You've got the top two pound for pound fighters in the planet. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. So listen, in other news, uh, today we got that email. Um, David Hay has officially retired. It was very poetic, the video and <clears throat> the transcript to, to the video. Um, uh, I guess some, some might say a lot of uh, excuses, but no, on the less, I'll, I'll bid him a farewell. Um, I think he's had a good career. Um, obviously, he goes out with two losses, but, you know, it is what it is. Um do you think it was the right thing to do? 
You know? What, retire? Yeah. What's that, retire? I think he's got no choice, you know? After that performance with Bellion, second time round, you know, who's going to believe him? Mm. You know, the amount of times, you know, this guy has wasted the people's time and money is incredible, right? And we're going to bear in mind, every time he sort of pulls out a fight, people are losing money on hotels mm -hmm. and train tickets and whole flights and etc. right? So he's done it twice with Tyson Fury, yeah? So you could just imagine, you know, people going for a training camp. It's not it's not easy, mate. It's a bit like Marty Murray, exactly. right? You know, losing the fight with Billy Joe Saunders. What's happening is these guys get strength and conditioning coaches. And they mm. go away from home. They're away from their families. Mm. They gain other coaches in. Yeah, they gain dietitians. They gain specialist chefs, right? It's costing them money. Mm -hmm. You know, it could cost easily between 15 to 20 to 25,000 pounds for a solid training camp as you get up the, up the rankings, right? Yeah. You know? So these people have invested money and they're expecting to get that money back and make some money, just like the wage, after they've had the fight, yeah? So when they pull out, it's a massive impact on a fighter, most yeah. fighters, right? Yeah. So they've done it twice with Tyson Fury, right? Um, you know, we saw what happened with Bellew the second time. When Bellew said, uh, well, you know, he said he's, he lost the entire year of his career, mm. but then Bellew had other opportunities to fight and the first thing he said was, it's not about money, so Bellew is you know, another story. So, yeah, I think he's lost a lot of credibility over the years. You know, every single time he's come out with, I'm feeling better, this is, hey, 2.5, 3.0, and people sort of buy it, you know, the first time he got injured for the Bellew fight, there was suspicion that people were, ah, you know what, he's better than ever. And what, look what happened. Mm. The second time, people say the same kind of things, and that performance was atrocious. And I think that was the nail of the coffin. Yeah. I think his advice have said to him, you know, look, mate, we pulled the bluff and the wool over people's eyes too many times now. But there's no way he could have pulled that one again. Right? Yeah. So I'm feeling better than ever. You know, and who would he have truly have fought? Exactly. If he came back to fight Joshua to make big, big, big money, <laughs> right? Joshua would absolutely kill him. I mean, right? yeah, he was and never in the state. Up, yeah. You know, and Bellew effectively killed that off. Bellew yeah. killed that dream for him, you know. And so, you know, he's made a lot of money. He's been good for British sport for, for a number of years. Prior to all of this, unified, undisputed cruiserweight champion, you know. He's brought many, many fantastic events to London. You know, there were events, you know, with David Hay, there were events, not just boxing nights, you mm. know. Um, we had the whole Macronelli night, uh, the value of event, you know, the value of fight, the Klitschko fight was fantastic. You know, it was boring, but the event and the build-up was great, you know. Yeah, don't Baker forget Chisora, Chisora, Audley Harrison. Uh, Chisora, Chisora was a brilliant, Audley Harrison was awful though, in my opinion, because, you know, people, you know, the British board, board contract at one point wanted to retain Audley Harrison's purse. He got a million quid and it was I mean, a the, fast, The right? fight was, when yeah. I went up, what I mean is more the entertainment value leading up to the fight. The fight itself yeah. was a joke, but yeah. Yeah. So, he's given British boxing fans a lot of good memories. People cannot forget that, right? And, you know, boxing as a sport has risen in popularity very, very recently, mm. right? All the new newcomers in sport, all they've seen is what is left of David Hay and his like coming at the other ten end of his career. What I'm saying is, let's not forget what he's done in the past. You know, he's done a lot for the country. He's brought a lot of glory for the UK, right? And uh, good luck in retirement. And uh, hope he does well with his promotional stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. I guess I'll just echo that. I mean, like I said, all the best. Really, I think he's got his promotional. I think his promotional machine now. That's where his sort of focus will be. Um, you know, guys like Joyce. Um, I'm not sure if Yoka's still signed to him, but yeah, I think that's where that that's where that interest will lie. Um, and yeah, all the best. I think you know, for me, David Hay will he be remembered as a great heavyweight? No, um, probably a better crazy cruiserweight. But he's definitely a, a a British personality, so you know I don't think we'll he'll be too far away from our screens, and I'm sure we'll see him again soon. Um, so listen, and now I'm going to go up to the lines quickly. Um, let's get, let's get some people on. So we've got three, four, eight, three, four, eight. The floor is yours. Hello. Hello, Joe and Am. How you guys doing? Not bad, not bad. Tom, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well, mate. Congratulations on the uh, on the baby. Thank you very much, bro. Thank you very much. Uh, no t- team, no sleep over here, mate. <laughs> how's, uh, how's the talk? How you doing, Thomas? Yeah, I'm doing well, and I'm, how you doing, mate? Yeah, good. Yeah, Team Kojo is is uh, added, got a new addition to the member. You know, <laughs> new, 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 new member being added to the team. Exactly. So, Tom, what's on your mind? Yeah, just um, with the, the Fury fight from the weekend, it was quite disappointing, really, to, you know, to Fury um, come up against like an opponent that wasn't as game as what uh, they made out for him to be. I think as well, like in the build-up, you know, all the jokes and the laughs and the, um, you know, looking impressive on the pads and stuff, um, it all added up, but it kind of, you know, distracted him from actually performing on the night and with all, like, um, his foreign partners saying, oh, how he looked so impressive in the gym, you know, he really needed to deliver on such a major comeback fight, you know, in, in the division, so... It was quite disappointing, really, to see, um, you know, someone that in front of him that wasn't going to bring, like, the best out of him. Mm, yeah. What do you think What do you think Wilder and AJ would take away from that? But it's been like rubbing their hands, you know, you know, looking at that kind of performance, you know. His, I mean, I know you alluded to him being light on his feet, but at times he was very, like, you know... Um, flat and his his his, his like um, feet got tangled up a lot of the time, and I think even though he was getting through, you know, um, to Ferry's guard, he could have been doing a lot more to you know evade uh, the punches and to be to look a bit more slick. But I suppose that was kind of just Ferry being negative uh, for as long as it lasted. So yeah, I mean, I do think the, there's no way you you wouldn't be able to take any sort of criticism from the performance. I just think. I'm not marking it too much in a sense of this that I wouldn't I wasn't expecting him to sort of light up the scene and and knock guys out. So I, I can definitely hear your points. Um, I'm just like yeah. I think for me, I'll, I'll ask a question: How quickly do you want to see him challenging for his his belts? Um, I think to be in contention for a world title, it won't be probably till the end of next year. I think he needs to have two or three more fights at domestic level as you said the likes of Sam Sexton um, that sort of calibre of opponent and then as you step beyond British level then to fight someone like Brian Jennings or like um, you know sort of European French world level and then have those fights with the likes of you know the loser of uh, White Parker before he steps up against um, the winner of uh, Joshua Wilder I think he needs to have those um, domestic fights you know Fights also have to have fights that, you know, will motivate him to get him up. Because, um, you know, if he's facing opponents like Safari and, you know, lesser-known guys, he's not going to be as motivated as what 
add to that, Thomas, is, you know, you know, especially with the casual fan base, right? Boxing fans are not that patient, mate, right? You know, they, you know, people will not want to wait around two years to see Tyson Fury fight the likes of AJ and Wilder. And especially with the AJ Wilder train now on, you know, the hype train is going to be building. Mm. Yeah, that's, that, that hype and that promotional activity is going to take away any hype surrounding Fury, right? So he's going to be, he's going to be in the shadows compared to these guys, right? So, and, you know, if they're going to fight October, November time, you know, they're, they're, they're fighting for a two, it's a two fight, two fight contract, what's been alluded to. So they're fighting October, November, you think there's going to be a rematch around March time, March, April time. So after that, if we're going to wait another six, seven, eight, nine months after that, for Fury to make his kind of entrance against the winner of those two, I think it's too far off, mate. You know what, Inam, I'll say something. And you know what, it's tricky. I would say, I've, I was thinking that is too far off in the next year, but if you actually play out like that, you might not even have a choice. The reason why I say that is, let's say the fight is agreed, they have one fight this year, like you said, February to April again next year, in terms of a rematch. They're not going to get back into the ring until at least the perfect time, August, perfect September time anyway. And then they'll have a defence. Yeah. And I don't think their first yeah. defence will be Fury. So it might not. he might not have a choice in all of that, to be fair. I agree with you. I'm just. Yeah, I, so, I agree with you. I'm just saying. Know, I don't know if they would. I just live if in was. I don't know if they would. If either of those guys would take that as their first unified fight, especially if Joshua wins. I don't see Joshua taking that as his first unified fight. I don't know. That's that's where. I don't the, know. I mean, like you know, once. I mean, my my view is this, right? I mean, once that fight happens, yeah, whoever's winning, you know, he, he, you know, the amount of money that's going to be generated is going to be phenomenal. The amount of kind of marketing campaign that would have been built around that was going to be phenomenal. They're going to want to lose that, right? You see what I'm saying? So then, in that meantime, in that background, right, if Fury is building his name again, you know, the story just works out brilliantly, isn't it? You know, we finally got an undisputed heavyweight champion of the world after 30 years since Mike Tyson last was champion, blah, blah, blah. And here we have, now, the lineal heavyweight champion is back to match winners, right? The perfect fight, in my opinion, for the winner of Wilder and Joshua after their second fight, in my opinion, is Fury. You can't get a bigger fight after that fight than that. Do you see what I'm trying to say? I agree you with know? you. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying, logistically, would that work? But, um, yeah, it's fair, fair enough. Um, before we move on to the next caller, Tom, anything else on your mind? Yeah, just uh, from the undercard, it's quite um, impressive. Nathan Gorman, I thought he put in a very... Um, yeah. Uh, Calculated display, um, you know, against like, someone as game as um, Sean Turner. He stopped him early,
on the back of the heavyweights he's now got coming through, he's, apparently he feels comfortable enough that he's got a stable, he's got to do funding, fundraising to take the, his his stable to the next level. So, yeah, I mean, like, where, do you, where would you rank Gorman, Thomas, alongside the other British heavyweight fighters? And where do you see him in the next few years? Can you seriously see him challenging the likes of Joshua Wilder Fury? Um, in terms of a ranking, I'd place him just inside the top ten. I think he, um, you know, he's still a way, uh, way off. And you know, the elite guys. I think you know he's relatively inexperienced in the professional game. I think he's being, you know, moved along well. He's having these tough um, apprenticeship fights. You know, fights that you know improving him. And as he's, you know, losing like a bit of the weight, you know, trimming down, he's looking sharper uh, fight by fight. And I think. You know, Hatton's improving, you know, each fight he's improving a different aspect of his game. And I think in the long run, that's going to stand him in good stead, you know, having all the fundamentals, you know, polished off and that he's, you know, making those improvements that will, you know, against a better calibre of opponents going to definitely um, stand him in good stead. So. Yeah, good point, good point, mate. All right, thank you very much, Tom. We're going to move on to the next caller. Um, <clears throat> appreciate right, the support. Later, Cheers to that, man. Speak soon. Alright, 269, going out to 269, hello. Hey, Kodja and Arm, how you guys doing? Yes, what's going on Jason, you good? Yeah, good, thank you, good, thank you. Good, good, good. What's on your yeah. mind? <clears throat> and, um, yeah, over the weekend, I think the main thing is really the um, Terence Crawford uh, fight. Um, yeah, I was just really amazed how he how he won that fight in regards to just you know just overpowering the guy um, jabs hooks body shots yeah it was, it was just it was just really good yeah really good yeah no it was def- definitely it was an impressive impressive performance um, I mean yeah in terms of uh, him versus Spence Jr is that something you would like to see in, an, in next year Yeah, that's correct. He's fighting this weekend against yes, Carlos Acampo. Um, so, you know, their fights are just a week apart. So, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I don't want to say about it, but you never know, it could be the end of the year fight, really. But, you know, um, I mean, I'm a fan of both of them. I would feel that Errol Spence will overpower him, but uh, just ter- Terence Crawford just amazes me all the time. All the time. Um, even the fact how um, he took out what's the other guy's name that he um, fought to be undisputed in Dongo Dongo yeah yeah like Um, that's next on the horizon um, we're going to touch on uh, Wilder and uh, Joshua a bit later so do you want to talk about that now or do you want to stay on the line and come back to that um, yeah I, I mean yeah I'll, I'll talk about it now yeah that's cool um, yeah so you know I saw Deontay Wilder's um, 
we've lost that. And, you know, he accepted, um, he accepted, um, Joshua's, Joshua's offer. But he also said that the 50 million offer is still there as well. So, you know, um, hopefully this fight will go forward. However, I'm not too convinced that it's guaranteed, you know, because I, 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 <clears throat> so, I don't, so, so I don't know so my thing is when I hear her and say that and I'll say this quickly I don't know if it's Hearn or if it's Joshua um, but it's definitely the location it's definitely the location where they're saying is an issue so whether it's Joshua doesn't feel comfortable fighting in the US um, as his first time against such a big risk or whether it's Hearn that doesn't feel comfortable I'm not sure but I think it's definitely the location yeah. I'm going to take the fact that, um, you know, the, the $50 million offer, it was just downplayed by Eddie Hearn. You know, there were so many questions about location, what did he have to do for the $50 million? Mm. And then, after I'm sure they got the details, I don't know if they actually confirmed, oh yeah, we got the details. It looks all good apart from the location. Like, I don't believe that was actually said. You know, so after down downplaying the, the offer, you know, now it's basically kind of gone quiet in regards to that fifty million dollar offer. Mm. And the only answer he had was it was the location. Yeah. Like how about the other stuff he was he was talking about? Mm. And you know, I'm a Joshua fan, but you know the main Joshua fans that I yeah. guess protectors, boxing fans, they don't they don't question anything else. Yeah. In regards to yeah, exactly. They just the Joshua protectors just take what he says. So, no, definitely I hear that, bro. So uh, we'll have to see how it develops. Hearn has supposedly sent a contract over, so let's see how that develops, and we're going to touch on that a bit later. So appreciate you calling in. Um, <laughs> try and stay on the line, but yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Just, just want to just, just big up baby Afia as well. Yeah, thank you very much, brother. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> take care, man. <laughs> Cheers, man. Best. All right, nice one. Nice. So two five one, two five one is on the floor. How you doing? Is that I think it's Dwayne. How you doing, guys? Yes, yeah, what's going on, bro? How you doing, man? Not bad, not bad yourself. Yeah, yeah, not too bad at all, man. It's been a, a great week for boxing, man. He's... And um, quickly before I forget, actually, shout out to Raps on TV. I see you, man, made your your um debut on Sky Sports. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that was a man like a poly, the guy with the sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard on the radio say a yeah, very popular podcast. Yeah, and I'll let you 
Yeah. 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 I mean, I agree with you. I think he would make he would get dispensed Garcia easier than Porter. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that fight's more, more, more of a proper welterweight. Yeah, exactly. Just him rushing into fight Spence was a bad look. Yeah. So, see, you read the, read the news today about, uh, or yesterday, where Wilder's uh, accepted the third from uh, uh, the term that being given to him. Eddie Hearn coming out with the usual... You know, we wait, wait four weeks. We think this is just yeah. dismantled the Povetkin fight. You know, we're very close to the Povetkin fight. Now, some of Wada is outspoken. He's doing the talk himself, right? Mm. Whereas Ed yep. is behind the scenes. It's heard constant to talk. You know, it's so annoying, man. You know, I find it incredibly frustrating when I see that, right? What do you think about that? Surely we need AJ to step out of the shadows and say something about it. Like, look, I want this, blah, 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 I don't want it, you know. You know, it's just like, you know, why is Eddie Hearn always, in my opinion, trying to put blocks, blockers in this fight happening? Yeah, I agree. It's, it's really unfortunate that Eddie Hearn makes these types of comments because it's, it's really condescending to the, to the wilder side to, to say things like, uh, you know, we'll see if he's really serious and we saw his stuff on social media. But it was more than just stuff on social media. An email was sent by Wilder as well as his manager. So I, I thought we've got past the indirect disrespectful comments. Because um, I remember a few interviews ago, um, what, uh, sorry, Eddie wasn't talking bad about the, the Wilder side. So when I heard the interview on Sky Sports today, I was, I was, I was really, you know, felt quite let down in, in that sense talking about the Povetkin fight when we all know that um, a unification especially something of this magnitude will, will overrank 
overall overall um, amendatory for sure. Yeah. And I think, to be honest, if, if AJ even just relinquished the WBA and fought Wilder, all boxing fans would still regard the winner of those two as the legit champion. Who cares about Povetkin? Who really wants think, to go to Russia? Yeah, I don't think it's exactly. going to be a good look for, for, for Joshua if they take this Povetkin fight. And I think a lot of fans are starting to say that now. Yeah. You know, even, even AJ fans, you know, the tide is slowly but surely turning because yeah. there's so long you can chat bullshit for. Exactly. People eventually say yeah. it, right? Some people are starting to wake up, they're like, is it really happening this time? You know, is, is it really going to be happening? You know, so if Eddie Hearn doesn't take them until they take the preventive fight over, it's a bad look. It's going to be incredibly frustrating for my boxing fans, you know. We've got an opportunity to see him make a fight and you've taken that away from the paying fans the Povetkin instead and the whole Povetkin fight it's almost to me it's very similar in some ways to the Seferi Fury fight yeah you've got a small heavyweight fighting a giant yeah. heavyweight mm. you know what can we really expect I mean we saw what happened when Povetkin fought Pitchko we saw that exactly. he bullied him and don't forget bro and don't even forget that, even with Povetkin you saw Povetkin I don't want to say struggle but he was hurt by David Price we saw that and then he came back oh, to win I was literally just going to say that yeah so Exactly. So I agree. And the other thing I think, and you know, it's going back to Jason's point about not being questioned. Unfortunately, uh, the media that's out there, apart from guys like us, they don't really question uh, her or, or we don't get the opportunity. So for me, it's like, where's this big announcement about Brazil? If you think back a month ago when the 50 million offer was laid down, it was all about he's fighting Brazil, he's fighting Brazil. So why is he still chasing Joshua then if he's really fighting Brazil? Um, and you openly put out the picture of Provetkin manager in your office flying in and um, yeah, you've now made that fight. So you're saying he's scuppering it. I mean, come on. Exactly. Yeah. And just to add as well, um, some details I've heard is that Wilder's accepted a flat fee to come to the UK. Yeah. Rumours are 15 million, um, no cut on the pay-per-view revenue. So he's really took a bad deal to still make the fight happen. Yeah. And was Yeah. To have that ready, I mean, if you've already set out terms and terms have been agreed to, it can't be that hard for a multi-million um, organisation to just put together a contract with those terms included and get that dispatched immediately. Exactly. Um, the only thing I would yeah, say... They did say, in the, they said they were in their contract today, though, didn't they? He said this yeah. week, you know, as opposed to two days. Or two, two day. Yeah, I'm sure they said by today or tomorrow contracts will be issued. Well, isn't that what he said? Isn't that what he said in an interview? He said in an interview, if they had offered, sent the offer, I would have said, bam, I would have sent the contract and the money would have been in escrow within 24 hours. So, yeah. um, That's her her strategy. I do think he will send the contract. I think the problem we're going to have is, is if if they know they're even offering a bad deal and Wilder's taking it, I think then the fear on their side sets in. It's like, this guy's coming for the belt and he's coming for win. And, you know, yeah, so they, I mean, they've secured themselves a two-fight deal. You know, I guess there's a different... We just got to see. I mean, I'm I'm still slightly hopeful that the fight can get made. Um, I think UK is probably the right thing. Um, and let's just go from there and hopefully we get some, some positive developments. Can I add one more point? Sorry, yes. Yep. On, 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 on a positive, 
Mm. So it could be an indirect thing from him saying that. You know, that I'm today? not going to my opinion, man. You should come out and say it. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel yeah. you. So, no, I appreciate you calling in, D. Um, we're going to move on to the next caller. Um, but thank you for your support as always. Yeah, no doubt, man. Take it easy, man. Alright, she's take it easy. So moving on to nine eight five, the resident diesel. Hello. How we doing, fellas? Not too bad, not yeah. too bad. You well? What's up, bitch? Uh, we're good, we're good, mate. We're good. We do your background noise, man. It's kidding. Yeah, yeah, it should be better now. All right. You hear me now? Yeah, we hear you now, mate. We hear you now. What's on your mind? Yeah, um, great performance by Crawford. And obviously, Fury's uh, back, isn't he? Yeah. Well, um, not a fantastic performance, but he got some rounds under his belt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, yeah we'll see what happens. He's, what is he, 28, 29? 27, 28, I think he is. He's the same age as uh, Joshua. Well, is he? Yeah. Is it? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, what do you reckon? What do you reckon? What's, what's, what's you guys' performance on, on his performance? I think we're split. I think it was awful, mate. Yeah, I think he wasn't... So okay. I didn't think it was great. I think I wasn't being overly critical, but I can definitely understand Nam's point with the antics. Um, I think it's about the timing, how quickly we see him competing at the highest level. I think that's the key thing. Yeah. I don't want it... I don't think it should be anything more than four or five fights. Um, yeah. But we don't know, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. And Crawford? You know, I'll let, I'll let you speak. Uh, so, so, what's the question then? Yeah, what do you think of Crawford then? What do you think of uh, the performance Saturday? Well, it's a phenomenal performance, you know. True superstar in the nation, in my opinion. Pound for pound, definitely number one. Overwhelmed And I think I would agree with that. I mean, I think depending on which route they want to take, I think there's names out there because um, the world away is a stacked division. Um, but yeah, Porter Garcia, Porter Garcia is the one. Exactly. Um, so Porter Garcia is the one. Um, yeah, you know, um, I mean, I doubt it's, it's a random name. I doubt 
So I think some he would take the challenge. You know, someone like Amir Khan, um, he would love. I think he would love that's to a, fight that's Crawford. A great fight. Be yeah, a great fight, th- it? exactly. And I think that p- helps Crawford's reputation grow a bit more. You know, that could be a big potentially a big O2 in in London um, for, for those yeah. two. Um, it's worth, we can't say Khan wouldn't take the fight because any day he's fought Canelo, so he's prepared to fight anybody. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think yeah. I think there's options out there. I think yeah. There's options. Yeah, 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 definitely. man. Definitely. So D, listen, I'm gonna leave you yeah. to it um, before we wind off. But I appreciate right. you the call and uh, appreciate no all worries. the support, and we'll speak soon. No worries. All right, cool, man. Yeah? Thank you very much. Right, Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Take it easy, man. Thank cheers. You. So yeah. now we're now we're going to wrap up. Um, so and, and just I guess two words. Uh, Errol Spence fights Carlos Campos on Saturday. Um, do you see an upset now that knowing that we have two undefeated fighters um, coming head to head? No, I don't see an upset at all. In fact, I think Errol Spence will just stop him as usual. Yeah. Probably by the fifth or sixth round. Yeah. Maybe an early stoppage. You know, we've got the making of the superstar in Errol Spence Jr. Yeah. You know, yeah, I agree. I think I think he's going to stop him. I think there might even be a bit of pressure, knowing that Crawford fought a week earlier, and I think probably they wasn't expecting that. I think it's fair to say a lot of the other welterweights wasn't expecting that type of a performance. So I think it's very important um, to kind of go back to what Dwayne says. If he can put on a very dominant performance, you know, absolutely batter or Campo, it it might make that fight still a bit more of a mismatch. Even though a lot of people will say it was close. Um, you know, the size and the strength could be something which would be a massive issue, knowing that, for me, Crawford Spence is just as skillful, you know, he's a very skillful fighter, so, yeah, I'm going with Spence for that, um, but yeah, no, I appreciate that, before we go, last one to touch on was the Akoli Watkins, we were in attendance, um, good night of boxing all round from guys like Cheeseman, um, upsets for Bellotti, um, and obviously Akoli got the win by devastating fashion, um, do you think he's making the right progress with throughout his career? Yes, he is. Definitely made the right progress. Yeah. You know, he fought for the Commonwealth title. Things are going well for him. You know, he's stopping people in the right way. He's building up the fan base. And he's going to become a serious cruiserweight contender yeah. in the next one year or so. Yeah, I, I, think, I think he's definitely on the right path. So listen, guys, thank you for all the support as usual. Make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel like our instagram page go on our facebook page give us all the support all the love and we're going to keep bringing you the best in boxing on a weekly basis so nam thanks for the show again and we're out thank you guys take it easy speak soon speak soon bye